0: Welcome to the Grace for This City podcast. We're helping you turn your cities upside down. Hey, I'm your host, Justin Goff. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you today. All right. Hey, thank you for tuning in. This is the Grace for This City podcast. I'm your host, Justin. Hey, we're helping you turn your cities upside down. How are we doing that? Well, we're giving you scriptural motivation and strategies so you can get out there, my friend, and do something for your king. Get some stuff done for King Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, he's the best one to be working for. So, hallelujah. This is going to be a great day. Got a great podcast for you. Listen, I hope you've enjoyed the content so far. We've broke 100 episodes. That's right. We are over 100 episodes. What is today? I don't even know. Today, 105 or 106, something like that praise the lord for that it's been an honor it's been a blessing listen if you're listening to us as you are whatever your platform is go in there and share it with somebody i think you can send links you can share it via social media whatever that would be a benefit listen here's our promise to you the lord told me some time ago he said don't seek to get your name out there this isn't about justin this isn't about our team we got some phenomenal members but listen it's not about that we're just yielded people. We just want to be on on the front lines doing whatever he tells us to do. But here's what the Lord said. Don't seek to get your name out there. Seek to get the word out there. And so if the podcast, if the messages, the scriptures, the strategies, the motivations, if it, didn't, if it has encouraged you in any way, just share it with somebody that you think it would bless them. We want to get the word to them. Hallelujah. All right, let's get into this. So I've been... Uh, you know, I don't know if you follow along with our, uh, our main ministry, uh, Grace City Church. And, uh, you know, I've been in a, I've been in a good, good place. Hallelujah. The Lord has been helping us and he asked us to go deeper. And so that's what we've been doing. We've just been uh, following his leading. Uh, you know, I love how the Lord leads you, um, you know, leads us. Uh, it's probably different for everybody, but, he, but he has a way specifically of capturing your attention. And drawing you and leading you from, from step to step, faith to faith, as he uh, is you know, revealing, he is unwrapping a mystery or a concept to us or to you. I love it. He's good like that. And he's been doing that with us now for some time. And um, I want to touch on this a little bit. And it's about glorious demonstrations, becoming a glorious people with glorious demonstrations, a spiritual people with spiritual demonstrations. You know, there is a spiritual realm and it is unseen, but just because it's unseen doesn't mean it's unreal. And, uh, let me start out with this particular verse, second Corinthians chapter four, verse 18. And it says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, oh man, but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal. Oh, praise the Lord. Listen, this is a phenomenal passage. Of course, you know, this isn't an isolated thought. There's a theme that weaves throughout the Old and the New Testament. And God is wanting us to see the things which are unseen or invisible to the natural realm. Just because it's not seen doesn't mean it isn't real. And that's part of receiving the gift of our spiritual eyes and ears you know if you go all the way back to the old testament like in the book of job chapter 38 i think it is i didn't look it up before the podcast but here job has this encounter with god god starts to get in his situation i mean job you know struggles he he was a good man he was a righteous man but you know he only knew of god by the hearing of the natural ear that's that's what he confesses like in chapter 42 Um, But here God starts to get into his situation, and God says something. I'm going to paraphrase it, but he said, look, Job, you think everything real is just in this natural realm. He said, what you don't know is that the spiritual realm, the unseen realm, actually is the influencing realm to the natural. And God is wanting to open up our eyes and ears. Job, for example, got his eyes and ears open, and he said uh, in the last chapter, he said, oh, now The eyes of my understanding see you. And he says, I abhor myself. Now, if you know Job's story, you can kind of understand why he was a little upset at himself because unnecessarily the devil ravaged his personal life and his family's life. Partly because he had no knowledge of what was going on behind the scenes. He kind of knew of God, but he didn't realize that there were unseen forces, demonic specifically, that were working against him. He thought it was God when it wasn't God. Anyways, Job life, Job's life uh, was what a story you and I can learn from. God's saying, Look, I want you to open up your eyes and ears so that you can understand how things work in the spirit. You can also know the strategies of the enemy. Uh, there's a scripture in Corinthians. Uh, is it first Corinthians chapter two? Let me see here. Uh, two, or is it second Corinthians two? Maybe it's second Corinthians two. Let's take a look here. I didn't look it up before, but he says this. He says, yeah, second Corinthians two 11. He said, lest Satan should take advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. Let me say it another way. The only way that the devil can take advantage of you. If is or is if you are ignorant of his devices. Listen, he doesn't want you to have your eyes open to the unseen realm. I'm talking about the devil. God does. The devil does it. Because the devil knows as soon as your eyes are opened to the realities of the unseen realm, then he has no chance at all of taking advantage of you. It can you imagine the strategic advantage? Listen, vision Is the strategic advantage. I don't remember what episode, but I did a podcast titled that right there Vision, the strategic advantage. Listen, once your eyes are open to how things work in the spirit, once that realm becomes visible, then you have an advantage above everybody else that is literally blind. You know, all throughout the Bible, there's several passages that, that admonishes those that think they have eyes and, and they think they have eyes because they have natural eyes. They're not naturally blinded, but he said, you have eyes and you think you see, but you really don't see you're blind. He said, you have ears and you think you hear things, but you're really deaf. He said, there is an understanding that is not obtained through your natural eyes and ears. Listen, friend, that is because there is an unseen realm Again, just because it's unseen doesn't mean it's not real. It's unseen because it's wrapped in a mystery. But guess what? All mysteries, come on, they're hidden things, but they're not hidden from you. They're hidden for you until the time of their revealing. And God wants you to truly walk in and utilize the gift of the seeing eye and the hearing ear. Remember that verse in Proverbs. He said they're gifts. The seeing eye and the hearing ear are gifts from the Lord. Well, what's he referring to? Sure, he could be referring to the natural. Praise God, anybody who's born blind or deaf, that's abnormal because God uh, gave us eyes, obviously, so that they would see. L- listen, if you're born blind, that is definitely uh, something going on that has worked against God's design. And uh, remember the guy in the New Testament who was born blind and his disciples said, hey, who sent this guy? Or was it his parents? Jesus said, look, don't look to that. He said, God's glory is going to be demonstrated here. Why was God's glory going to be demonstrated? God didn't create the guy blind so he could demonstrate himself. No, he demonstrated himself in restoring him back to original design. So listen, uh, in the natural, you can lay hands on blind people and command them to see. That's a provision. You can lay hands on deaf ears and command them to uh, uh, to hear. That's a provision. But beyond that, we're talking about the gift of the eyes of your understanding or the eyes of your spirit, the ears of your understanding or the ears of your spirit or the ears of your heart. You were designed to experience and to work with and to maneuver between these two realms. The natural realm is a derivative it's bound in a spiritual condition called mortality. There's degradation. There is decay here. There is death on the loose in this realm. You, as a born-again believer, if you're not born again, do not delay, friend, Accept Jesus today. Listen, but if you're, if you're born again, you are a sojourner. You are in the world, but you are no longer of it because you have been released as a prisoner of death. You're alive now. Now, he's not taking you out because there's a mission. There's a reason why you and I are still here. There are other people. It's called the gospel. We are carrying the good news of total and absolute deliverance from darkness to others that are still bound. And if you could see into the realm of the spirit, which I'm believing that the eyes of your understanding are going to be open. Remember in Revelation 3, he said, pray, counsel of me, buy, purchase, I salve. What is that? So that your spiritual eyes may see. A lot of us have difficulty understanding or seeing or hearing the natural reality or uh, excuse me in the spiritual realm because our eyes have been damaged uh we've leaned too much on our own insight the natural has become so dominant uh that it works again it's it militates it it blinds your spiritual eyes but listen those can be healed and your eyes can be open um But you and I are still here. He's not taking us out of the world. We're we're still here so that we can carry this message on to others. And uh, so I want to encourage you that the benefit, let me say it backwards. There is no benefit to not being able to see in the spirit. There is no benefit to not having your spiritual ears opened to be able to hear what is happening in the spirit realm. Um, you know, if you could pull back the veil, a lot of people use that term. What is that veil? Well, I I think partly that veil is the power of darkness. Uh the power of darkness, what is the power of darkness? It's the attempted ability to hide a thing in plain sight. There is a spiritual darkness, it is a force, uh, it is a restrictor, uh, it is a hindrance, uh, it is a veil of sorts. But listen, once your eyes and your ears, your spiritual senses have become awoke. Oh, I was going to say awaken, and I mixed awaken with awoke. Once they, once you realize who you, who you are in Him, and that that spiritual realm is your native country, that's your native homeland. When you realize that you're not just natural, you're not just mortal. You know, there's one third of you that is wall-to-wall Holy Ghost. There is one-third of you, your spirit man. He fills all in all. There's one-third of you that is totally and completely set free from the limitations of the natural realm. Now, your soul uh, and your mind in particular has to be renewed. James says it's saved by the implanting of the word. And then your natural body, that's ultimately where the full brunt of mortality has been invested your natural body is going to work against your spirit man right now because it's it's trapped. It's subjected, the Bible says, in hope, in a spiritual condition called mortality. Galatians 5 says that your flesh and your spirit are going to work against one another. They're contrary to one another. But listen, one day, uh, we're going to be able to kick off this body of flesh, this body of mortality, and take on... A body likened unto his or like Jesus's well the body he has is not going to fight against his spirit that new body listen you and I don't have that yet anybody who says that we are walking in immortality now is not being 100% honest uh our spirit man is born again we have eternal life it's immortal if you want to say it like that your body is not uh it is only knows the bible says that it, it it it's foolish it when it it can't even think of spiritual things spiritual things are foolish to it meaning it doesn't have the faculties or the capacity to understand spiritual things like your spirit does and even your mind your your mind wasn't designed to believe your mind was designed to agree your mind either agrees with the impulses of the of the flesh or it agrees with the impulses of your spirit so listen you want to train your mind or renew your mind to always agree with the unction coming out of your spirit because your mind is what gives the command for your body to follow suit or if your mind agrees with the body your your body's going to lust and and it's sensual it's sense-based doesn't mean sexual it can't include that but it's so sense-based it is natural it only knows natural things if you try to tell your flesh your body hey there's a spiritual realm and in the spirit realm, uh, you can do things. <laughs> you can experience supernatural phenomenon. Your body goes, "What? What? I don't. I don't understand that. I don't understand that." All I know is, uh, you know, this table is is hard. That door is hard. Well, uh, remember Jesus walked through walls, but he had a totally different body. That body would agree and work with the spiritual realm. This body, it's got to be subjected. It's got to be put under. If you allow. For the body of flesh to have an opinion, it's gonna say no spiritual thing makes sense. It doesn't compute, it's foolish, it's crazy talk. So listen, that's why you gotta put your body under. But I was saying all that to say that it's it's the arrangement right now. But you can put that body under and it not be a hindrance to you right now. But you gotta put that body under if you let that body live, if you let the desires of the flesh live for a day, it's going to limit you spiritually. You're not going to be able to do the things that you want to do. That was what Paul was saying in Romans 7. But put that body under. It, it can be subjected. It can be dominated by your spirit, and then it won't fight against you. Uh, but it, but I'm telling you, you're going to have to put it under. You're going to have to train it. You're going to have to let it know that it does not have a say. It doesn't have an opinion. You're not going to listen to it. Anything it says uh, was going to be uh, no. <laughs> Hallelujah. You want to be led by your spirit. It said the mature sons are led by the spirit or by their spirit. Immature sons are led around by the flesh or the natural. Can you see the problem with that? If if if, if you only respond to natural impulse, you are going to live outside of a spiritual reality because the natural does not compute This is what um, really the father did for Job. What a blessing. I think Job saw it. He definitely saw it later, and he repented. He was so humble, as anybody would be, I would hope, when the supernatural realm so imposes itself on the natural in such a dramatic way. Uh, But this is what the Lord was telling Job. Listen, that realm uh, is supposed to, impose upon or dominate in this realm. But if you ask this realm for its opinion concerning it, it's going to say, I don't have a mind for that. I have no way of understanding that. I have no way of computing that because it's trapped. This The natural realm was supposed to be a prison of sorts. It was a stripping away of the possibilities, the infinite uh, possibilities of a spiritual dimension. Hallelujah. This This is why I was saying we are no longer prisoners if we're born again. Now, there's a subjection in hope, you and I, in the natural. There's limitations because of mortality, the spiritual condition. But listen, all that's going to be done away with very soon. Hallelujah. Oh, man, I'm telling you, looking forward with great anticipation. But even now, even now, if you put the body under, if you put it under, it's not going to totally restrict you from experiencing what God has for us right now hallelujah i think long term there's some considerations that uh are in place now that won't be there once we get our glorified body uh the body that knows immortality uh but that's another conversation uh the the reality is we still are dealing with this flesh now we are overcoming the temptations and the desires of the flesh listen don't ask the flesh for its opinion you will wrestle with unnecessary temptation if you do. For example, if you say, "Hey, body, what do you think? Should we fast and pray for the next couple of days?" Your body, gonna, your body's going to go, no. <laughs> you mean, you mean not eat? Oh, like are like are you are you kidding me? Like you know, stay up or wake up early and stay up late praying in tongues. I mean, do you realize the taxation that places on me if you ask your body for its opinion? It is never going to agree with spiritual things friend okay hallelujah all right so um let's go back to this thought here so you and i the lord's drawing us he says look i i want you to begin to see i want you to begin to have uh interaction with the unseen realm have you ever heard this statement and a lot of people like they generally meant it like you know uh like they say it as if there were a literal chapter and verse for what I'm about to say. Here's what people think. Now, listen, brother, you better not be too heavenly minded or you won't be of any earthly good. Hallelujah. Have you heard that statement? Have you ever heard anybody? I mean, they look you in the eye and they have such concern. And even they think this is such wisdom that they would counsel you to not get your head up into heavenly things too much. Because, listen, if you're all about spiritual things, you're not going to be very, uh, you know, of much earthly good. Listen, friends, if you have ever heard that, I'm telling you right now, that is not the Bible. And I'm going to give you a verse in Colossians chapter 3. If you got a Bible handy, grab your phone, look at this, put eyes on this. Listen, that is – and people – you know, they meant well, okay? They had good intentions, but that's as far as it went. That kind of counsel is dangerous. Let me show you the scripture as to why. Colossians chapter three, verse one, it says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Listen, if anybody has ever told you, hey, listen, man, you had better get your heads out of the clouds. Get your head out of the clouds, you dreamer get your head you know come back down to reality listen don't, don't listen you, you be be honorable be respectful but i'm telling you don't 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 you dare heed those words don't don't let those words get down into your heart don't agree with those words because listen the bible says if you are born again ephesians chapter 2 tells us that when the father raised the head and seated the head at his very own right hand he raised the body as well. You and I are part of the body of Christ. Of course, uh, uh, Jesus Christ is our head. That's why he has pre- preeminence. The head always has preeminence. Wherever there's a head, body, relationship, if you ever wonder who, who goes first, who gets honored first, well, the head always does. That's, that's a, pra- a pattern, a principle in the scripture. It's revelation. So the head always has preeminence. Jesus Christ is the head. He's the word he's the head. He has preeminence. So he's the head of the body, but you and I have been placed in that body. When, he, when Christ was raised and seated next to the father, you and I were raised together in the body and seated there too. So he says, listen, if you're born again, seek those things. What things? Those high things, the, that, that more excellent way, uh, the dominating realm, the overarching realm, the realm that has great influence. Now, listen, Because of the condition of the world right now, there is a heavy, strong influence of darkness. The Bible says that Satan is the God of this world, or the God of this age, even. So that's of importance. So there is a great darkness, but darkness does not overcome the light. So wherever the light is being enforced, darkness has to flee you understand darkness has been put in subjection to the light so here you and i are we're children of the light we've been raised seated in the heavenlies at at the right hand he said seek those things which are above listen you need to get your head up there don't listen to anybody who says come down here and dwell with us you know human folk well we are simultaneously spirit born again seated with him but yet here and then he's present with us here but we're present with him there listen it's not difficult uh, people make it difficult but they want to pull you okay i don't know who these people are i'm not judging them but i'm saying don't 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 give ear to them because they're wanting to pull you down from the realm in which you have eyes and ears to see you have access to a realm of light wisdom understanding supernatural authority and power dominion hallelujah you want to keep your self seated in him gleaning from that heavenly wisdom it goes on to say set your mind verse 2 this is Colossians 3 1 2 and 3 and then 4 even verse 2 set your mind on things above not on things on the earth for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Listen, so anybody says, oh, you better not be too heavenly minded. Oh, you know, you're, you're so spiritual, you're not of any earthly good. No, no, no. Let me tell you how to really say that. If you're not heavenly minded, you won't be of any earthly good. And that's, I'm telling you, the devil would love to keep you blinded and deaf to the reality of what's going on in the spiritual realm. Listen, when you have eyes that see, and uh, let's get, all right, fine. Let's just get really practical. You're going to see things. Uh, You're going to see demons, maybe. You're going to see angels, maybe. You're going to see operations. You're going to see heavenly things. You're going to see spiritual things. You're going to have understanding of what's beyond or on the other side of the veil. You will, now I'm talking about if you're born again, you will have the understanding Of what's influencing a situation, your discernment is going to go to another level. Uh, You're going to have ears come on uh, that hear what the Lord is saying. Now, I'm not talking about that you're going to hear audibly. I don't. I don't even think I really hear audibly. Now, one time, I believe that I heard, uh, but even then, I don't think it was audible. But let me just finish what I was going to say. I heard very clearly my angel one day tell me to do something i'm not going to go into the details but it but there was a very uh supernatural assistance i received on this particular day and my angel said to go grab the zip drive and it had a particular message on it well that message uh, literally prepared me for some crazy spiritual warfare that i was about to step into just moments later naturally anyways but i thought about that and it was so Impactful. It was so loud. I really thought that I heard it audibly. But uh, really my ears, my spiritual ears were completely open and receptive to what was happening in the spiritual realm. You can have eyes, spiritual eyes that have become so clear. There's such clarity that you are now seeing, as it were, what's happening beyond the veil. And I'm telling you in the body out of the body you don't know is did i really hear it or was it just a strong impression well you heard it but did you hear it in the natural or did you hear it in the spirit some people get confused some some people are trying to substantiate what goes on in the spirit realm by seeing or by substantiating it in the natural realm listen you're not going to substantiate a greater realm a greater realm with the natural if you're waiting for the natural to substantiate first or to confirm first what is happening in the spiritual realm, you're going to be sorely disappointed, friend. So people are like, well, did you hear audibly? Did you hear audibly? Did you audibly hear it? Well, yeah, with the ears of my spirit. I mean, at that point, it doesn't matter if I heard it with my natural ears. Well, did you really see something? You know, I've seen, uh, I've seen an angel several times now. But did you really see it? Did you really see it? Was he really there or did you make it up? Well, I really saw it with the eyes of my spirit. I saw it clearly in the most powerful and influential realm there is. Do you understand what I'm saying? The devil would love to keep you blinded to that realm. Only being moved or maneuvered if something wiggles in the natural realm can you understand how this is militating literally resisting people's healing um i was just listening to this story yesterday and uh there was this blind lady or well she was legally blind uh she could barely see i mean she had glasses that were a half inch thick or something uh, well maybe not a half inch I maybe mean, a quarter inch they were were hugely thick glasses magnified just you know immensely she was legally blind could i mean could just barely see and uh you know she was disappointed because she'd been in all these different uh, you know miracle healers and all this kind of stuff and hadn't received her healing yet well she showed up at this one place and there was this uh minister there and, and uh you know towards the end of the service he called for people that wanted hands laid on them according to mark chapter 16 for healing in their physical bodies she came up and he said well sister what 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 would you like? She said, Well, I would like to see. So he, he laid his hands on her, he commanded her eyes to see. And uh and he just said a really simple prayer. And then he said, Uh, close your eyes. She closed her eyes. He said, No, open your eyes, can you see? She started to say something, he said, No, 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 close your eyes. Now open your eyes. Do you see anything? She started to open up her eyes. He said, No, 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 no. Keep your natural eyes closed. He says, I want you to open up your spiritual eyes. Can you see anything? Well, the point was, until she could see the fact that she was healed, until she could receive the fact that eyes were being touched, she was trying to substantiate in the natural what had transpired in the spiritual realm, rather than taking as fact What happens in the unseen? You understand. If you studied faith, if you're in the faith camp like we've been raised up in, if you go to Romans, you know that he calls those things that be not as though they are. Well, well, at which point do you substantiate what? You have to be able to receive it in the spirit first as fact before you'll see the impact in the natural. If you wait, like this woman, she she was waiting to determine whether or not she was healed by the fact that her natural eyes could see. (laughs) I know I probably lost some of y'all. That's all right. Just hang hang in there with me. Hang in there with me. Listen, we're waiting for the natural realm to tell us whether, whether or not the unseen realm is real. But that's not how faith works. And when God introduced himself to Abraham in Romans 4, he said, look, I'm the God that deals with the unseen things. But listen, if you'll work with me, in that which is supposedly unseen he said i'll open up your eyes to it and you'll see it and if you can see it in the natural realm you can conceive it and then birth it in the natural realm this is what he told job he says listen once you understand how this things work how the how this thing work how things work in the spirit he said then you'll understand why you in the natural you've been chasing all these things And this is where most people are. They're playing, they're chasing after the devil. The devil has the lead in most people's situations because they are naturally dominated. They're waiting for everything they do or don't do to be confirmed or substantiated by the natural realm. Hallelujah. But listen, once you come alive to the reality that the spiritual realm is the greater realm. You'll care less about what's going on here in in the uh, natural. You'll understand that great victories are won in the spirit first before you see the results of it in the natural. Now, should you see natural results? Totally. But I'm saying you can't wait for that to substantiate this because why the natural realm doesn't have the faculties to understand the spiritual realm. If you ask the natural realm to confirm something that happened in the spirit realm, the natural realm is going to go, I don't even know what you're talking about. But if you go to the natural realm and you work with the Lord in spirit, hallelujah, and you enforce great victory there, guess what? Now it's just a matter of time before the natural realm responds to it. you got to understand it works one direction. It works one direction. This is what the enemy is trying to keep you blinded to. He doesn't want you to know this. He wants you to, to remain ignorant of his devices so he can lead you around by the nose. This is the power of darkness. He's doing things and if you're only taking your cues from natural things, you won't realize that he's already 10 steps ahead of you and have, has already set a trap for you. Why? Because you're ignorant, ignorant. You're blinded. You don't understand what he's doing. But once the eyes of your understanding, once the eyes of your spirit man have been illuminated, they've been cleaned, the clutter, the, the fuzziness, the static, the blurriness, the muddiness, the muck has been cleaned off your spiritual eyes. You'll see clearly. You'll have a unction. First John chapter 2. I have an unction and I know all things. Do you understand in context he's talking about dealing with the false prophets, false this, false that, deception. Uh he said test the spirits in chapter 4. That whole several chapters right there is talking about you're going to have to rely on the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the eyes of your understanding, the ears of your understanding. The reality of that spiritual realm, and that you have access to it, you you there's covenant access to it. You can have your uh, you can have the mind of Christ. You can see with him from your heavenly perspective. You can appear with him, Colossians three four. You can appear with him in glory. This is a glorious operation. You can move beyond the veil, hallelujah, and have eyes to see. It, it's like suddenly the veil, the power of darkness, that. Uh, cloak of darkness that keeps them hidden suddenly gets stripped away i'm talking about you know if you have discerning of spirits concerning demonic operation it's not all all about that but i'm telling you it is significantly part of it because that's how you recognize the schemes and the wiles and the strategies of the devil that's how he becomes exposed that's how his the cloak of darkness that he hides behind and you realize how much of a punk he is he has been disarmed dethroned. And the only way he appears so big, so monstrous, so powerful, so terrorizing, so frightful, so powerful is because of the smoke and mirrors, the deception, uh, and the manipulation of the natural realm makes him appear to be something that he's not. Listen, he's saying the father's saying, I've given you eyes to see. And so you can maneuver with clarity this gives you the strategic advantage, friend. Oh, hallelujah, and the devil wants to keep you out of it. He's, he's, listen, he's going to try and smear everything I'm saying. He's, he, he's going to try and mock everything I'm saying. And he's going to use his, his own deception in a, in a way to trick you and to cause you to be so afraid of what I'm talking about here because he's going to say, well, that's new age. Well, they are doing things. Uh, a lot of new age people have an understanding of spiritual realities now uh witchcraft sorcery all all these people in new age and all of that kind of stuff listen they're working with the deceiver himself they don't know everything the devil doesn't want them to know everything that's how he keeps them slaves that's how he keeps them coming back drooling back to him he's only given them an, enough stuff enough stuff to de- tantalize them to keep them ensnared to him listen the lord wants to totally set them free but there is an operation in the spirit realm that the Lord wants to invite you into. Hallelujah. Now we do it with him. We do it with him. We stay with him, looking to him. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You always stay with him. If we're moving in the spirit, we stay with him. We don't uh, follow after uh, weird things. Hallelujah. Several times throughout the, throughout the scripture. In fact, I'm thinking once uh, right now in Revelation of course, you understand that John had this encounter of this heavenly being, and he fell down to worship it, and they said, hey, whoa, 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 hey, no, 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 no! don't worship me, I'm a brother like you. What was that? Well, it was an interaction with one of the cloud of witnesses, and because of the experience was so, wow, he fell down to worship, praise God, that that cloud of witness, he, he knew, John didn't know, he knew, he said, no, 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 stand up, I'm just a brother, I'm like you, I'm just a messenger, don't worship me. Uh, that's a telltale side, sign right, right there. You start seeing things in the spirit realm, and they say, fall down and worship me. Listen, dirt to dirt. That's a demon, brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. Cast it out in the name of Jesus. Jesus has all preeminence. He is worthy of all glory, honor, and praise. No other being. We don't worship other beings. We don't worship other people. We don't worship experiences. We don't worship floaty things. Listen, a lot of people get way, way off. But I'm just saying, just because there's counterfeit and deceptive practices doesn't diminish the reality of the spiritual realm. And the Lord wants to have your eyes opened to it in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, the Lord woke me up in January. He gave me this prophetic word. And he said, tell the people to make every effort to fellowship together in, stay united with and keep focused on the mandate of becoming a glorious people with a glorious demonstration, a spiritual people with a spiritual demonstration. The Lord said there are many, though, that are unwilling to cooperate with me to move into the deeper things. Listen, in our time, uh, this is our work. He is outfitting us with a tremendous, a great spirit of seeing and knowing uh we're coming into a glorious state as the mature bride of Christ it is for us to know the mysteries he says i want to give you i want i want to unlock the knowledge of how things work in the spirit and so we have been invited into these things um let's see here This is what the Lord said uh, in that word that he gave me in January. He said, tell them, tell the people that their development and my expectation is not about what the natural mind or the natural memory can contain or comprehend alone. Tell them, I do not intend for them to chronicle by the hearing of the ear another person's experiences. Tell them hope and expectation will no longer be deferred. He said, faith without works is dead, and your faith is going to be fully alive in these moments right now. Jesus said, I will be with you as you begin to go and do. He said, I'm going to show you great and mighty things. Listen, if you understand what he's saying, we've heard stories of men and women, great men and women who have, uh, moved in the things of the spirit. I'm not just talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Yes, that's included, but I'm talking about they've been maneuvered in the spirit. They've gone into the spirit realm. They've gone into the realm of glory. They have even been translated or translocated like Philip, uh Ezekiel, uh Enoch, Elijah. You know, a lot of people diminish these spiritual encounters, revelations, visions, dreams. Paul said, I was caught up into the third heaven. I was caught up into the spirit, in the body, out of the body. I do not know. Listen, we're coming into the day where it's for the body of Christ to go deeper into some of these things. And the reality is that you and I are not going to know if we're in the body or out of the body. Well, how, why is that confusing? Listen, people are trying to say, well, did it really happen? Did, did, did you really see it? Did you really hear it? in the spirit I did, uh, you know, once your eyes, uh, that eye salve in revelation three, once that eye salve has healed, damaged, spiritual eyes, why are, why are spiritual eyes damaged? Um, and I say damaged, but why, why are they cloudy, blurry? Why can't you clearly see kind of like when Jesus prayed for that guy's naturalized and, and he opened and he said, oh, wow, uh, I'm seeing movement. I, these are people, but they look like trees. Um, you're spiritualized. If you have focused so much on things that you didn't need to see, uh, let me say it like, like, like this, I guess I need to add this thought. I, I was going to save it for a, another podcast, but I'm going to introduce it right here. Uh, the word mind, uh, is translated several different ways throughout the Old Testament and particularly it's the Hebrew word yes sir y-e-s-e-r and it's translated mind but it's also translated imagination your imagination is the gateway to the spiritual realm this, there is such a battle right, right now over what occupies the imagination this is why that song be careful little eyes what you see oh be careful little ears what you hear that little childhood song is so powerful because I'm telling you, the enemy is after the imagination. It's the gateway to the spiritual realm, both good and bad. Remember, uh, if you go back to the Old Testament and at Babel, nothing was impossible to them because they set their imagination on it. And there was a scrambling of sorts. This is why you and I are have to press in. Uh, you and I have to consecrate ourselves to We have to make a covenant with our eyes and ears because if we don't, and we're looking at things and listening to, to things, corrupt communication, um, um, it, it, it damages, it muddies, it makes it difficult to have clear vision of what's happening in the spirit realm. People say, well, I've never seen an angel. That must be for special people. No, it's for people who have consecrated their eyes. It's for people who have consecrated their ears. Now, listen, if you're hungry and thirsty, um, the Lord will demonstrate himself. And he said in Revelation 3, counsel of me, Isev. Counsel of me, Isev, that you may see. What's he saying? Listen, I want you to see. But if you've given your mind, if you've given your gateways, Uh, you know, we've always known this, that if you look somebody in the eye, you can look right down into their spirit. When you look at somebody in the eye, you're looking at the real them. That is the gateway, you know, this body of flesh, their hair color, their skin color, the whatever, some scars, deformities, all that. That's just a tent. And it's affected by the natural realm because it's trapped in that realm. But when you look into their eyes, you're looking down into their spirit, man. This is why people dart their eyes uh, or they have to uh, compensate, overcompensate for the weakness of, 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 of the flesh. If they're, uh, you know, like people that are trying to lie really, really well, well, it takes a period of time because usually it's hard to uh, maintain eye contact and tell a bold faced lie. Um, but when you look at somebody in the eye, you can see what's really going on. It's like you, somebody say, I'm peering down into your soul. Well, no, it's not your soul. It's your spirit. Um, you're seeing beyond just the natural, and you're getting a glimpse of what's going on on the inside. You you heard people say, man, I looked him in the eye, and it's like, well, what did you see? Well, you may have seen anger. You may have seen love or compassion. You may have seen murder. You know uh, Why? Because you're looking beyond just the limitations of the natural realm, and now you're seeing what's going on in the spirit realm. And But sometimes people aren't seeing things or hearing things because they have given themselves over to looking upon things that have cluttered, muddied, obscured the spiritual reality. That is a, um, uh, a reality of the influence of darkness, to try and blind you or keep you blinded to the spiritual realm. Let me give you just a personal example here. Uh, And this is an ongoing process here for me, but kind of in the beginning where I was really kind of zeroing in on this, especially like when you take dozens of scriptures, like we're not moving off of one verse here. Now, I haven't given you the full exhortation of scriptures in this podcast, but I'm going to take one. So 2 Corinthians 4, 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen. All right, so right there, there's biblical permission to ask the Lord to show you that which is unseen. He wants to open your eyes to that which is unseen. Just because it's unseen doesn't mean it's not visible. He's talking about you're not going to see it through natural eyes, though. You're not going to see it through the natural reality. He wants to open up the eyes of your understanding. Remember, Paul. Before he was Paul, he was Saul, and his Damascus experience, this great light shone. And in this encounter, the eyes of his understanding were enlightened. This is why Holy Ghost and Paul uh, uh, wrote to the Ephesians church the Ephesians chapter 1 prayer. He said that the Father of glory would give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding would be opened. That's, I mean, Paul had that firsthand experience. So here, he was blind, yet his natural eyes could see. But he was blind. He was a blind, foolish guy. Okay, he was thinking he was going about God's business. God said, "Dude, man, yeah, th- dude, you're persecuting me." He's like, "Wait, wait, wait! No, no, no! I know exactly what I'm doing." And in essence, the Lord says, "No, you're you're a foolish, blind guy, man. You're deaf as can be. Let me touch you now." In Paul's, Saul, Paul. Uh, situation there. Phenomenal. Even though the eyes of his understanding were opened, God caused his natural eyes to be blinded for three days. And I think he did that just to drive the point home. He said, your reliance on your natural sight is what has blinded you to spiritual things. Listen, when you look upon things that you don't need to be looking at, you're damaging the spiritual operation. Okay. Uh, When you are listening to things that corrupt communication, Uh, when you give your ear over to demonic interference. Now, you may not realize that that's what's going on because, well, it's just my favorite rock band or, you know, I'm just watching, you know, it's just a little bit of nudity or whatever. You don't realize that behind that, there is the influence of a dark, sinister force. There's witchcraft, sorcery going on between these or behind these operations. The devil knows it. And he also knows that if he can get that stuff if he can get things that are not to be even named among you, remember that verse, he says, if, 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 if he can get you to fill up your imagination with those things, you'll never see into the spirit realm. If you can get your eyes and your mind so full of things that are naturally inspired, corrupted, degraded, even demonic even, Listen, I don't go near horror, horror stuff at all. I struggled with the spirit of fear for many, 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 many years, tormented by fear. Uh, I don't go near, near that stuff. And I'll tell you why. I'm setting my mind on things above. Listen, the devil hates that because when you set your mind or allow your imagination to be full of the light, I'm not talking about staring into a light bulb powered by an electric company, But when you give your imagination to be flooded with light, suddenly something happens. There's no veil, or at least it's extremely thin. It's like something opens up. And listen, friend, you're going to find yourself wondering, am I really here or am I just making this up? Am I in the body or am I out of the body? Did I hear that with my natural ear? Or did I hear it with the ears of my heart? Did I see that really with my natural eyes? Or did I see it with the eyes of my heart? Now, listen, in Saul, Paul's situation, uh, he saw some stuff. He heard some stuff. Some of the other guys heard some stuff, but they didn't see anything. Listen, some, sometimes there is such an impact in the natural realm. Other people can hear it. But listen, most of the time, no one, no one, no one else is going to see what you're seeing or hearing what you're hearing. You say, "Well, did I really hear it audibly?" Well, if no one else heard it, then no you 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 didn't. But was it audible? It was spiritually audible. Why do people say that? Because they're trying to confirm or substantiate that reality with the natural. And if and if you're waiting on that, you're going to be limited. If you're waiting on the natural to firstly confirm the existence of spiritual things, you're going to be sorely disappointed. You're going to be disappointed. You are going to be disappointed. Some things uh, work one way. And God and the devil knows this too. And this is why he doesn't want you operating here. Because once you get the strategic advantage, then you get the devil on the run. And and now he's trying to play catch up with you. He, he, he doesn't know where what you're doing, where you're going. He has no clue. Because now the eyes of your understanding are open. You're fellowshipping with the light. Hallelujah. And darkness has to flee. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, friends, we're out of time. Yeah, Sam, access to the eyes of Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, let me pray for you, friend. Father, I thank you right now for those who are watching and listening. Even in the archives, Listen, I pray that the eyes of your understanding are being opened right now. And I just anoint you with the eye salve. Hallelujah. Command those eyes to see in Jesus' name and those ears to hear. It's your birthright, friend. Hallelujah. Go deeper. These are spiritual demonstrations and operations. Glorious demonstrations and glorious operations oh thank you father well hey listen we'll have to pick up on this thought this theme uh on another podcast so hey come on back and i'll see you right here next week thank you for tuning in this has been the grace for this city podcast hey listen if we've blessed you or encouraged you in any way and you'd like somebody to just agree with you uh listen we consider your partnership with us just believing in us, sharing the podcast. We're so thankful. One way we can partner with you is in prayer. And so, you know, hey, if you've been encouraged or you want to share a testimony or you got something that you want somebody to agree with you in prayer on, give us a call, 870-741-9099. Leave a message. Somebody will get right back with you. Or write us a letter, PO Box 7, Harrison, Arkansas, 72602. You can also go on the website, gracecitychurch.tv. There's a there's a prayer form there. You can, you, you can submit it on the uh, website as well. Listen, also, all of you who have financially contributed in some way, by the way, any gift is tax deductible. We just thank you in advance. There's a little bit of cost associated with the podcast. We're, we're not asking. Uh, in fact, people started giving before I even said anything about it. So this isn't a uh, pool for money, but I just want to say thank you if, that ha- if that's something that you have considered or you have done, or if you would like to do that. Uh, We just say thank you. Several ways that you could give. You can go to the website, gracecitychurch.tv forward slash give. There's a way to give there. If you're in the United States, you can text to give 84321. Just follow the prompts. Or of course, you can mail a check. PO Box 7, Harrison, Arkansas, 72602. All righty, friends. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, be blessed.